0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, let's get into the episode. So today I'm going to be doing another Weight Wednesday review from Jenny Hutt. And there was a couple fascinating guests, especially one. Uh, he's a very attractive doctor that has an incredibly entertaining Instagram account. Uh, I'm going to get to that in a second, but first, just a quick health update. So this week has been nutritionally has been good. I've, I've. Eaten really great in terms of lots of whole foods. Um, I made my healthy, delicious salad that I haven't had for a while with this balsamic dressing that I love. Um, mentally, though, you know, Monday through Wednesday, I don't know what was up with me, but I was just mentally spiraling. I don't know what it was, whether it was hormonal or what. what I was just, I don't know. I was like thinking, I couldn't stop thinking about things I couldn't control, like negative things that were out of my control. And I don't know, it was just I kept trying to pull my brain back into a positive place and, you know, used all the tools that I've developed for years of working on myself at this point, Um, you know, focusing on gratitude, thinking about what I'm grateful for, all of those things. And it it worked for a minute and then I would just spiral back into my dark hole. Um, And so I just, you know... It's it's not helpful, you know. It's it's thinking about who's wronged you and what they did to you and how angry you are about it. You know, I think with my startup company in the cannabis space, we've just been just dicked around by these partners, these male asshole partners. And I'm you know not disparaging men, but you know I I was I started out as being the only woman in my in my company, and you know there's very little female leadership in the cannabis space. So I'm constantly surrounded by men that, <clears throat> you know, they don't do what they say they're gonna do. And for me, that's just a, a an important principle, you know, and anybody that I want to work with is do what you say you're gonna do. You know, I, I just and and treat others the way you want to be treated. It's not that difficult. And, you know, not everyone shares that philosophy, but But anyway, um, we did one positive is we did finally get an arbitration date. So for that, um, you know, big monster of a company that we're up against, it's going to be November 9th through the 11th. So looking forward to getting through that and, and having that, you know, having that end hopefully in my favor. Uh, food wise, uh, Sunday, so last weekend I decided to use some of the ingredients that I had in my closet. I bought all these Asian ingredients and I, I just, you know, they were sitting there and I didn't want them to go bad. And, um, you know, I wanted to create some sort of like spicy sauce and use the rest of the noodles that I had. And so I had this <clears throat> black bean sauce and some chili sauces and, excuse me, I made this, um, really delicious. I took a little garlic, actually like four cloves of garlic and sauteed it in some peanut oil and added, um, some soy sauce, some of this black bean sauce some chili sauce. And, and then just, you know, it was really simple. It was vegetarian. Actually it was vegan. Uh, really good. It was really good. I mean, I think, you know, when I do it the next time, I'll put a little bit less oil, probably add some protein to it, but it was, it was really good. I have to say, uh, and then, uh, I did go pumpkin crazy for any of you that follow me on Instagram at the diet obsessed podcast. You'll see my little, um, you know, little slideshow of all the pumpkin stuff I bought at Trader Joe's and I bought it last weekend and I was afraid I'd eat it all in that day. But, eh, I mean, I, I was like, Veronica, don't do what you did the weekend before and buy two boxes of pumpkin stuff and eat both both entire boxes. Now, I was those those pumpkin cookies that I ate, you know, the entire boxes of prior to this were so delicious. The stuff I bought at Trader Joe's this time, so I bought these mochis that had this caramel ice cream. It was like supposed to be this like kind of like an apple spice type of mochi gross I couldn't I, I didn't even finish one I just I bit into it and I'm like nope this is gross and then I bought these so I was gonna buy the pumpkin cookies I'm addicted to again but I decided to try something new because we all know how I like to try something new to my detriment uh but I got these they're basically like you know they had like cream in the middle and then they were two like hard cookies kind of like a jojo or like an oreo but they were pumpkin And they had the pumpkin icing on the outside. So they're very sugary. But I don't know when I, when I tried it and one of my listeners (laughs) commented on my Instagram that she thinks like pumpkin spice tastes like really like, I think, forget the word she used. I think she said like really fake. Um, And I don't know whether she implanted something into my head that now I'm like sensing things and tasting things through her lens. But these cookies were gross, like not gross. They were just like chalky and I don't know. There's just a chalkiness to them. So now I am finishing them. I'm going to throw the mochi away or give them away, but, um, the cookies I'm going to finish, but you know, I think because I didn't really like them, I only ate like one or two. So maybe that's the trick to moderation is finding things you don't really like that much. And then let's see. And then, and then I got these like little cones that had, they were like these little mini ice cream cones that had pumpkin ice cream and then this ginger kind of sugary coating around them. Kind of like one of those like drumsticks, but it had, instead of chocolate, it was like this ginger kind of coating. Those were okay. They, they definitely tasted better once they got a little harder in the freezer. I made a mistake of eating one as soon as I got them home and it was too melty and I'm, I think there's two camps. Some people like their ice cream, ice cream really soft and they'll like put it in the microwave and melt it a little bit. I'm one of those people that like it wicked hard. So, um, so as soon as that firmed up, I'm like, "Mm, tastes better. And then, and then I haven't tried the pumpkin oatmeal, the pumpkin gluten-free pancakes, or the pumpkin bread that I'll probably make some muffins with. So overall, fairly disappointing, but Eh, salvageable. So anyway, so that was my week. This weekend I have a movie night with some girlfriends and my boyfriend. And I don't know, probably have have a little wine. I haven't had any alcohol yet this week. I've been trying to avoid it so I don't <clears throat> increase my mental anguish here. But uh yeah, excited for the weekend. And Anyway, so let's now get into the Weight Wednesday from Jenny Hutt. So let's get into this review. So I wanted to find the, I know I've talked for the last few episodes about that weight loss drug that, what is it, Ozempic or something like that. I still, I know Jenny did something on it. I thought she did anyway. And I just, I still haven't been able to find it. So I went with this Weight Wednesday because I I saw some of the guests she had this this Kim Shapiro woman who's a dietitian, and then this guy Jordan Syatt, who's a, a fitness trainer, a personal trainer, and I follow him on Instagram, and he's he's a cool guy. I, I like I like his messages. So uh, so it first gets into you know they they start out always kind of chit chatting. Um, You know, and and I guess it's got this guy Marcus's last show that works on there. I think he's the producer. I don't know. I don't listen to it enough to know exactly who he is. But, um, but, you know, they were kind of talking about what they've learned from doing this Wait Wednesday show and kind of positive changes that they've made in in their lives. And he mentioned that, you know, even though, you know, I guess serious where this show is taped is, um, SiriusXM is giving out free candy. I guess they have like candy bars, these like little mini candy bars that are available to their staff in their employee break room. Now, that would be dangerous for me. <laughs> I would probably eat, I wouldn't be able to stop eating them. Uh, But he's like, yeah, he's like, I ate, you know, four pieces, but, you know, I'm totally fine because I got my Peloton ride in this morning. And he's like, you know, I used to be really obsessive, but he's like, you know, it's it's working for me. You know, I, I get my 10,000 steps in and then, you know, I, I don't beat myself up when I, you know, treat myself to some candy or something like that. Even though he has a tendency to get obsessive, you know, that is, I think, the biggest thing he he says he's taken away is, like, getting in, in that activity consistently and then not beating yourself up from eating some some indulgent foods every now and then. And Jenny's just like, you know, she she's like, I don't get crazy about it either. You know, she's talking about getting the 10,000 steps in. So whereas Jenny does the, the actual steps, she'll get on a treadmill and walk. Marcus will do his Peloton ride and... um. And so Jenny just talked about how, you know, she doesn't get crazy about making sure she hits that 10,000 at this point. She's like, you know, I've, I've been so consistent with it for so many years that I've built a habit. So I don't need to get all in my head if I take a day off. And that's actually exactly how I feel. You know, I've, I've now, you know, I don't worry so much about gaining a ton of weight because I am so consistent with my workouts because I've, you know, I've built a habit. And so, and, and working out for me is, you know, I like to move. I like the endorphin release. It's, you know, I like feeling, you know, that, that feeling after I get a workout in. So, so that's, that's why, and, and Jenny kind of shared that, that sentiment where, you know, some, some days she'll get 16,000 steps in, some days she'll get 8,000 and all kind of comes out in, in the wash. Um, and then Marcus also shared that another thing that he's learned uh, from Jenny is not to consume so many animal products. He said, you know, he believes that humans in general should be eating more plants than animals. And I guess there's this guy, Michael Pollan, that says that I don't know who Michael Pollan is, but, um, they were quoting him. And Jenny's like, yeah, she's like, you know, I've I've kind of found a balance in between all of this. She's like, I've done vegan, I've done vegetarian, and n- neither one of those things truly worked for me. Um, she's like, you know, there's so many different ways to eat. There's so many different diet plans. She's like, there's even people eating no vegetables and no fruits. They're just eating all meat. And she's like, I'm not adverse to anybody eating however they want. You know, fasting works for you. If counting calories works for you. If weighing yourself every day works for you. if, If weighing yourself once a month works for you. She's like, whatever. You know, whatever works for you, you know, just focus on what works for you and don't pay attention to what anyone else is doing. Um, she's like, you know, there's doctors out there that, you know, give weight loss medicine and drugs. And she's like, if that's something that, that works for you, go for it. She's like, you know, she, she doesn't, she doesn't believe in, you know, taking some of the crazy weight loss supplements that aren't very regulated. Um, but she does support, you know, even, you know, if you're somebody that wants to go see a doctor and get some help, you know, with the medication, she's like, Hey, more power to you. And so, you know, she, she does, however, vehemently, uh, she is against people that are like the conspiracy people. And, you know, she. I think she's talking about people that, like, there are some extreme people on the internet that, you know, talk about, and some of them are doing the more extreme diets like a keto or like a carnivore diet and talking about how, you know, cholesterol doesn't matter. Now, there was that Kelly that Kelly woman that did the carnivore diet that I had reviewed in the past, and she was kind of doubting some of the cholesterol numbers as well, but she did get actual she did get tested and so that's one thing that I will say for her is she did go get the test done and I think that you know getting blood work done, understanding what it means when you get blood work done uh is is key and and so, you know, Jenny talked about how she's had her work done. And even though she's up four pounds and where she typically likes to be, you know, she just was injured. You know, she's not about to go on some strict diet and, and be restrictive with everything that she puts in her mouth. She's like, my A1C is low. My cholesterol is great. You know, my iron's low, but my metabolic weight is good. And she's like, you know, overall health over, you know, it's, it's, you know, she believes in the mindset that it's more about overall health than just weight loss right and you you hear about that and i think that that's a big shift um you know taylor Strucker was talking about that with like her mom when her mom had done that all animal diet or all protein diet and you know and and I mean, I'm someone that could never do that. And I, I don't think it'd be good for my body. I don't think it would be good for my um, my blood work overall. I think my body does really do well with a lot of fiber and a lot of vegetables. And then there's other people that it doesn't work for them, right? That that Kelly woman that does the carnivore diet, she did try doing a lot of vegetables. And she's it didn't work for her. Now, she is unique. And, you know, I, I think... There are people that relate to her. Um, But and I think she's smart, too, in that she puts she's also talking about this works for me. And she's not out there trying to, you know, preach to the world. So that's really what Jenny is talking about is she's against the people that are kind of preaching and saying you should do this. This is what I do. This you should try this. It's more about finding what works for you. So um, so she was talking about how, you know, she, she so Anybody that follows Jenny Hutt on Instagram, you'll see that she does a lot of like what I eat in a day and she films it and she's like she was eating, you know, pretzels with butter and, you know, she tries to eat without shame. She's like, I try to eat with my family because I, I'm not trying to like shame eat, you know, alone in my, my bedroom. And she's like, you know, but I like to film everything. And sometimes my family doesn't want me to film, you know, them and and get them in there. She's like, but some people think that I'm just like eating alone when I'm, when I'm filming myself and I'm not. Um, But, you know, she, she just thinks for herself that being too rigid was very harmful to her. And, you know, she's not going to beat herself up. She's going to take more of a relaxed approach, you know, being kind, you know, being kind to to yourself. She's kind to herself if she has an off day. Um, again, this, this she she repeats a lot of the same message. Just, you know, do what's right for you. You know, she preaches what's right for her, but she's not telling other people to do it. So... So then they talk about some news stories and some, they call it the hut list. Now she kind of steamrolls through some of these stories and, you know, some of them are scientific, some of it's scientific research and she reads it so fast and it's, you know, and some of it's just kind of, you know, some of the research studies that are done, you're like, duh, like you really needed to do a new research study on that? Like how much did that cost? Like, Proving what we already know, it seems. Anyway, but she was talking about this research study that showed, you know, people that restrict their food between 7 a.m. and 3 p.m. I mean, that's a weird time frame to eat. Uh, You know, she's like maintained a lower weight loss. She's like, no shit. She's like, that's a bullshit story. She's like, even if people that eat, you know, 9 to 5 p.m. And that's the same duration of hours doesn't that seem more reasonable 9 to 5 rather than 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. imagine trying to stop eating at 3 p.m. i'd be depressed um anyway that was a research study basically kind of like an intermittent fasting i guess because that's like what 16 hours not eating yeah 16 hours that puts you into a fasting mode so it's kind of like an intermittent fasting uh And then they talked about that story that, and maybe some of you have heard it. I don't know if any of you are country music fans. I'm really not a country music fan, but I am very up-to-date on pop culture. So I guess people were making fun of Miranda Lambert for her weight and, you know, saying that people, that Blake Shelton dodged a bullet. And people are just mean. People are cruel. People are mean. I mean, Miranda is someone that has gone up and down with her weight. And you can tell she she probably struggles and, pro, you know, I mean, she's somebody that tours and is in the public eye and she's not very tall. So, you know, when you're not very tall, it is easier to put on weight. And so, you know, poor Miranda. I mean, and now her ex, Blake, is with Gwen Stefani, who now Gwen now I would love to know what Gwen Stefani eats in a day and what what work she has done, because that woman is like, I mean you know that she puts a lot of effort in. She's probably had multiple she's, she I think she's had a lot of plastic surgery, but she doesn't look like she's had a time. I mean it's good plastic surgery. I mean, she doesn't look au natural, don't get me wrong, but she looks like herself and she looks gorgeous. I mean, I think she looks gorgeous. Um, but you know, she's not like her neck doesn't look like it's aging and her skin, I mean, You got to wonder what she's doing. And she mentioned one time Gwen Stefani, because she's also very thin. And she mentioned some one time how she has to starve herself, but she's never really gone into it. And, you know, she's Italian. Like, she's got to love to eat and she's got to be tortured. Like, I mean, sorry. If you like to eat, but you care that much about your appearance and how thin you are, I mean, I just would love to interview Gwen Stefani. So, I'm going to put that into the universe. Maybe put on my vision board that I'm building. I am building a vision board. I finally decided to do it. Does anyone of you have a vision board? If you do, I'd love to hear about it. DM me. I don't know. I've I've been thinking about doing this for a while. My boyfriend um bought some some boards to do it with. And, you know, that hidden taking that action got me to finally like start printing some of the things cuz I really do believe in manifesting and and vision, like I don't know, I want to try a vision board because I do believe in manifesting. I believe I've manifested all my life. Um, some of the things I've been manifesting for a long time now have not come to fruition. I, I do think that sometimes things do take longer than you want them to. And you just have to be patient and keep manifesting. And so I'm going to build this vision board. Anyway, totally off topic. But anyway, so I would imagine that Miranda Lambert must look at the relationship between This is totally what I'm saying in my own head. This is probably completely wrong, but this is what I think. I would think, look, I don't think that Miranda and Blake broke up because they were out of love. I think I personally think, and again, I know nothing, but I personally think that, that Miranda, like they still loved each other, but I think that there was a lot of insecurity and jealousy there. Um, especially on Miranda's part like I don't think that she ever really trusted him and I think she ended up not liking the separation that they had in their relationship and anyway I think you know and then he moved on with Gwen Stefani and has this great love and and it's, it's such a beautiful thing for Gwen Stefani who was with that Bush lead singer who like slept with his nanny and cheated on her so I love 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 their relationship I feel bad for Miranda. I do. Cause I think she's like in her own head and in her own way. And I think the guy that she married is like a stop. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I like the guy that she's with now, but anyway, this totally off topic, but so that, so anyway, they, people are mean. That's the point of the story is that people are assholes and they were, um, making fun of Miranda Lambert for having gained weight and saying that Blake dodged a bullet. It's, it's so cruel. Um, and I would imagine that it's really challenging that if you are someone that struggles with your weight to be in the public eye like that and to feel people's judgment and to get those comments, I mean, that would be, that would be challenging. And then, and then this other, uh, this other news story slash research was that bariatric surgery leads to better social changes, better sex, increased self-confidence, increased happiness. More than 50% reported that bariatric surgery leads to these benefits and, you know, also, uh. I mean, clearly the Bariatric Society like paid for this research. I mean, that's that's the thing with like all these doctors that want this peer reviewed research. It's like, well, the pharmaceutical industry paid for those research studies to prove what they wanted it to prove. So not that I don't believe in research, but, you know, we all know the pharmaceutical companies are, you know, a little corrupt anyway. So but, you know, bariatric surgery is something that it's a personal choice. I mean, hey, if if that's what works for you, more power to you. I do follow some accounts where, um, you know, and it's a lot of women, there are some men on there that have, you know, gotten the, the surgery and look freaking amazing. And, you know, some of them have, have gone through skin removal and that looks really painful. But... And I really like some of the stories that are out there that, you know, people that have had the surgery that are also, you know, working out and you see that they've really made that lifestyle change. They're eating very nutritionally, they're meal prepping and, and, you know, ideally, you know, and I think they're supposed to go through, you know, because I've watched that 600 pound life Show and you know they 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 have to go through counseling and they have to make some healthy changes before they actually get the surgery. I mean, I would imagine if you're with family that is eating stuff that's really heavy and you have to lose, it's that must be challenging, especially if you're young. Because that Honey Boo Boo was is supposed to be getting that. She's only 17, but you hope that she's ready to make some of these healthy changes along with getting the surgery, so that you know. You, the surgery is a nice jump start, and it can make that journey better. But it's like you have to do, you have to make lifestyle changes after you get the surgery because you'll get sick. You know, your stomach's so much smaller. You'll you know get a lot of acid reflux if you eat the wrong thing. So you know you you have to change your lifestyle regardless. Um, I know somebody that had two surgeries, and she gained her weight back each time. And um, you know, I I I think she was not ready to make the lifestyle changes. Anyway, Jenny, went it went kind of on a diatribe talking about how she lost her 70 pounds without surgery, um, you know, but you know, Hey, if it makes you feel better in your skin, do what's going to increase your happiness. And so, so that was the end of, you know, the research studies and some of the news stories of the day. And then uh, uh, Jenny welcomed on Kim Shapira. Now, She's a registered dietitian. I have mentioned her before and talked about her before. She has that Kim Shapiro method. And apparently, and I don't, I mean, she said it, I don't know if it's true or not, but she said that Kim is the person who kind of created this concept of getting in 10,000 steps a day. And that, I mean, that's obviously what a lot of people focus on is trying to get that, hit that goal. So so Jenny was asking her, you know, asking her if there's been a shift. She's like, you know, I saw on Instagram or on social media that, you know, there were some days that you didn't get your 10,000 steps in. And, you know, I just wondered if if you've had a shift, she said, because that's happened to me. And she's like, you know, I have days where I'm just completely exhausted, you know, but, you know, and I know the baseline is 10,000 steps, but, you know, do you you know, give yourself breaks and and do less than 10,000 steps and give yourself more grace. And Kim's like, no, (laughs) she's like, no, she's like, you're wrong. There's been zero shift. She's like, she's like, but she's like diet culture and diet mentality is about perfection. And that's just not realistic. She's like, I'm not focused on perfection. She's like, I'm focused on balance. She's like, it's, you know, you know, my mentality is that as long as I'm being intentional, And not letting it go beyond two to three days where I'm not working out. Um, You know, because that's your brain can actually be rewired. She's like, uh, you know, so obviously with the exception of illness or injury, she's talking about how if you go more than two days without movement, without getting in that 10,000 steps, that your brain starts to get rewired, which is interesting because don't they say it takes like 30 days to form a habit? But she's saying it takes only two days to unwind some of the good work. So I don't know. That's interesting. But um, and Jenny was just like, oh, maybe it's me that's shifted. She's like, you know, I've I i I've reached a point. She's like where I'm not so focused on, you know, I have to get that 10,000 in. She's like, I just listen to my body. She's like, I don't push myself when I'm nauseated and exhausted. She's like, I know what my body needs at this point and And I listen to it. And and Kim is like, yeah, she's like, it comes down to willingness and acceptance, you know, understanding that you're having a difficult moment and letting it pass instead of trying to fight against it or, you know, turning to food and just stuffing your face and eating emotionally. And and Jenny is like, yeah, she's like, you know, small things like I know that dairy and my coffee doesn't work for me, you know, but, you know, and 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 Jenny had tried to do that to incorporate more protein. She's like, oh, maybe if I just have like regular milk in my coffee but she found that that just for her body it didn't it didn't sit well and she's like I can eat Greek yogurt I can eat cottage cheese so that type of dairy works but cream in my coffee just didn't so she's come very in tune with my body and and Kim's like yeah she's like balance finding what works for you and 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 then Jenny kind of started about you know everything in moderation you know if you want that ice cream eat it but be intentional You know, eat it because you really want it. Know that you're eating it because you really want that that taste, not because you're giving in to emotional reasons. And and Kim was like, yeah, you know, stress in general is very short lived. And some people will choose destructive behaviors for that short lived stress. So, you know, you don't necessarily want to go immediately for the ice cream if you can deal with that stress in other ways. And and then Jenny started talking about how she'll have ice cream for dinner. She's like, but she's like, I replace my dinner with it. She's like, so I'm not eating, you know, a full chicken with vegetables and a salad and then eating ice cream on top of that. I'll realize that my body needs ice cream now and I'll actually replace my dinner with it and just eat the ice cream for dinner. And... And Kim was like, yeah, she's like, you know, people put so many labels on food, you know, and we're all constantly snacking in this, in today's society. You know, people are eating breakfast and lunch and snack and dinner and then dessert. And she's like, just think of food as food and find what's going to satisfy you wholly. You know, what's going to, what is going to make you feel full and satisfied and and satiated, uh, but not, not put you into the wrong state of mind and and Jenny was talking about this dietitian on TikTok that she saw that was she's like she, i guess apparently she like ate a veggie burger on bread and then she's like and then talked about how she was still hungry so then she had another veggie burger on bread and Jenny's like Jenny was just like judging her she's like that's not a good way to show people what to do that's like three pieces of bread and two burgers and that's not reality she's like you know she's so and J- Jenny's like, that's a bad recommendation. You know, you need to eat it. You know, what, what about waiting 20 minutes before you eat that second burger and all that extra bread? And and Kim agreed. She's like, yeah, she's like, you know, we're all the same species. It takes at least 15 minutes for our brain to realize if we need more. And she's like, most of people in today's society eat very, very quickly, and they never wait that that period to see if they their body actually needs more. And I actually do, I, I know that that is important because there's times that I just, I'm so starving that I want to eat everything and I'll just, I'll get so much food and really like after a couple bites and, and you know, you're, it's amazing what, when you get your blood sugar back in line, how, how you you really don't need that, that much, um, So I I totally do agree with, you know, waiting 15 minutes before, you know, before eating another meal, basically. And so, so then, um, you know, Jenny kind of just reviewed quickly what the Kim Shapiro method is. And that is eat only what you love. So it's all these like these rules. So eat only what you love. Eat only when you're hungry. Eat half of what you were going to eat. Wait 20 minutes before deciding if you need that other half. Get 10,000, at least 10,000 steps in every day, or most days. No distraction when you're eating. You have to drink eight cups of water a day and get, you know, around seven hours of sleep. And Kim's like, yes. She's like, you got it. She's like, but she's like, the only way that all those other ones work is if you only eat when you're hungry. And so, which, you know. A lot of people eat for many other reasons, stress, emotional reasons. Jenny's like, what happens if your hunger is confusing? She's like, you know, you know, should you eat? Like, say you're about to do something. Say you're about to like go into your, you're, you're heading into a long meeting and you're worried that you're going to get hungry during the meeting, but you're not hungry yet. Should you eat something because you know you're going to be do, doing something you might not get to eat? And Kim was like, I actually thought that was a good question because that happens to me sometimes when I'm about to do like a presentation at like, uh, like in front of like at a conference or something, or like an assisted living community, I'll be like, okay, I'm not really that starving yet, but I know I'm going to be starving if I wait and then I'll be distracted and hangry when I get out and wanting, because what happens with me is I want, you know, if I, if I let my blood sugar fall too low, I want like French fries and ice cream and all the indulgent stuff. And so what I do to prevent that is I'll eat just some pure protein, like some egg whites or, um, you know, some chicken or some salmon if I have it made and just eat like pure protein just to get something that's going to stay in my stomach for a while and and hold me over. And it's not like heavy or anything. But Kim, Kim didn't actually think that that was good advice. So what Kim, the, the licensed registered dietitian does, I, again, I do for this for me, but um, Kim said that, you know, that's very fear based. And she's like, you know, what's the worst that will happen, you know? So you get a little hungry. Now, I, what I just said is I will go off the deep end sometimes if I let myself get hungry. So I don't know, it's an interesting principle. Like I can see how both, like there's two sides of it. I think there's people that if they let themselves get too hungry, they make bad choices. And then, or or just choices that maybe aren't as nutritional, um, not bad choices, but like indulgent choices. And then- but what Kim's saying is let yourself get hungry, you know, you can, you can eat after that. Now I will say that no matter what you're eating after that, like if, you know, if I'm eating my salad and, and I ha- and I'm really starving, it tends to be, taste incredibly delicious. You know, when you're starving, most things taste good. <laughs> so, um, so I can see her point. I do see her point. Uh, but anyway, she's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of fear-based thinking, just don't worry about getting a little hungry. You know, you'll you're gonna have food there. You're gonna be able to eat. And and Jenny's like, yeah, I guess you could just bring a bar with you. Or and Kim's like, Yeah, bring some raisins with you, just bring a little snack, and you'll be fine. And and that's that's another trick. Like always have food with you, always have a bar, always have something with you. I always have some sort of food with me. So good some good advice there. So so and Kim's like this regular guest that comes on all the time uh and and then she had Jordan Syat on now jordan is this personal trainer that he's has a huge instagram following i think he's gary v's trainer i think that's how he became famous um but jenny was talking about uh you know sh- she talked about you know she invites jordan on and she's like you know you and I are, are similar in that you know, we'll die on the hill that fruit is fine. And there's all these crazy sugar phobic people that talk about, you shouldn't eat fruit and it's going to cause the diabetes and it's bullshit, you know, and, and, and Jenny thinks it's a bullshit. She's like, you know, if you eat well and you get activity in, you can eat everything, you know, just in moderation, you know, know what your goals are, um, You know, but she's like, but but the people saying that you can eat whatever in whatever quantity and still lose weight, that's, you know, Jenny's like, that's where I have a problem. And, and Jordan was like, yeah, he's like, you know, he's, Jordan is famous for, for saying, don't eat like an asshole. (laughs) Like, you know, he swears a lot and he's like, you know, everything can be eaten just in moderation. You know, people that, you know, when I say don't eat like an asshole, it just means, you know don't, you know, eat till you're sick. And, and, you know, if you're, if you're gonna have that cake, eat the cake, just don't eat the whole cake, right? Like, eat till you're satisfied, have the piece of cake, but don't eat like an asshole. And, you know, he's like, I can't believe that there's people out there saying that fruit is bad. You know, he's like, there's people that are out there trying to push this way on us because it's basically just clever marketing tactics. You know, there's all these people that are like, only eat meat only eat food in this certain time of day. And and Jenny's like, yeah, like the studies that say eat no vegetables, only meat. She's like it's it's insane. And 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 I I I also agree with that. I mean, the diets that make you fear fruit and and the diets that you have to completely cut out vegetables for a period of time, for me that is a crazy diet. I would never ever ever do something like that. I think if you're being told not to eat fruits and vegetables, I don't know, there's something wrong there. But, um, and then Jordan actually talked about, now I talked about this woman before and he doesn't mention her by name, but he's, ta- I think he's talking about the glucose goddess, but he's talking about how, you know, people that that post about, the the danger of blood sugar spikes all the time he's like that's stupid he's like blood sugar spikes are normal and it's part of how our body breaks down food and responds to food intake and caloric intake and and jenny's like yeah she's like you know people are getting confused you know she's like because there's information out there about how you know sugar causes spikes and that causes inflammation and and inflammation causes disease but you know it it will make you crazy to to just constantly be thinking about that all the time and 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 jordan's like look if you only look at your sugar spikes instead of your overall health you're that's the wrong way to look at things you know he's like most people don't even have a clue what inflammation is he's like inflammation is normal it, it inflammation in our body warns us it's it can be a good thing it, it tells us you know if there's something that we need to change and it is a normal human body response he's like what really matters is if you have excess body fat he's like and that only comes from years and years of overeating and not working out he's like and jenny's like talk about your plan you know talk about you know i really respect it and she's like and also how you've kind of evolved with your own life and your own body And, and, and Jordan had written a book and he's basically like, look, I just wanted to give people an easy way to lose weight without suffering. He's like, losing weight does suck. He's like, anytime you are trying to cut and lose weight, he's like, you can't eat whatever you want and you can't eat whatever quantity you want, but you also don't have to like torture yourself and suffer completely. He's like, you know, he's like the first chapter is like, you can't fuck this up. He's like, you know, if you go out on a Friday and you indulge. That's okay you didn't mess up just just continue on your your nutrition plan and your your goals that Saturday and Sunday he's like what what happens though is if you just completely quit he's like if you if, you know if you mess up on Friday and go out and have the indulgent meal and drinks and dessert and then you say oh screw it on Saturday and then just binge all day Saturday and and all day Sunday and then just say oh I'll just start over on Monday Because then you've only had four days of, you know, you know, you know, being on on your goal plan and then three days where you where you do kind of mess everything up because you've just let it, you know, let it snowball. He's like, but if you you have a bad day or, or a day that's off what you're trying to accomplish, just get right back on track the next day. And that's how you can accomplish your goals long term and and do it without suffering. And. And so, you know, she, so Jordan is somebody on that, on Instagram, he will actually show his weight. So he'll get on a scale and, you know, and and he's a short guy. He's like five, I think he's either five, two or five, four. Um, <clears throat> but she loves the fact that he actually shows his numbers and, and she's like, you know, asking how exercise fits into all of it. And, and, and because, you know there's food and then there's exercise. And when it comes to losing weight, you know, I think that's what Jenny wanted to get to. And, and Jordan was like, you know, don't eat like an asshole. He's like, my principle is don't eat like an asshole. But if you do, don't be an asshole to yourself. He's like, exercise isn't about losing weight. He's like, your nutrition is. He's like, exercise is more about overall health. Obviously, he's like, if you work out six hours a day, that's different. But if you work out two to four times a week for an hour, he's like, that's not going to lead to weight loss. But it's great for you. And it's great for your overall health. You know, you will live longer, you'll have a better quality of life. But how you actually lose weight is is 90% or is mostly based in your nutrition and and, and the food that you're intaking. And so, so Jenny was like, let's talk about calories. She's like, people get so mad at me on Instagram. She's like, they yell at me if I'm, if, if I show what I'm eating and they do a calculation and they configure that it's only 12 to 1400 calories, they're, they like rage at me and tell me that I'm not eating enough. And she's like, what do you say to those people that eat 2000 calories a day and say, I don't eat enough. And he's like, well, how tall are you? And she's like, well, I'm five, two. So. He's like, the 2,000 calorie diet is not based on an average person. He's like, your calorie intake should be based on how big you are. You know, he's like, for shorter women, it's extra important to, to get steps in. And you just can't eat as much as a taller person might be able to. And Jenny was like, asking about this equation that he created for weight loss. And she said, don't you like take your goal weight and multiply it by 10 to 12? And that's how many calories you should be eating to get there. And, you know, and, and she's like, people don't want, you know, she's, she doesn't want to say her numbers because she's afraid that she's going to offend somebody. So she's, and and numbers can be very triggering to some people. Um, and Jordan's like, you know, it shouldn't affect people, but whatever, to each his own. But she's like, I didn't, He and he's like, I didn't come up with this equation. It's been around for a long time. He goes, but... Yeah, he's like, goal weight times 10 is what people typically do because they're trying to get rapid weight loss. He's like, but really what your goal should be is to try to eat as much as possible and still lose weight. He goes, so what I recommend people do is start by multiplying by 12. You know, so say your goal weight is, you know, 150. If you times that by 12, that's how many calories you should be eating in a day in order to to lose weight. And you should be losing weight. Now, if you reach a plateau, that's when you can multiply by 11 or 10 and start to lose weight again and, and cut your calorie intake. But the closer he's like, the closer you are to your goal... That's when the weight loss is going to be the slowest, but you just have to keep going. He's like, people just give up and that's why they don't ever reach their goal. Weight loss is up and down They're, You've got to expect the fluctuations, but if you are consistent and you're not giving up and blowing three days in a row, like nobody's perfect. You're going to have a day or or two days that you you're off a little bit, but just get right back on your horse and keep riding. And so... And Jenny's asked like what about the people that aren't eating enough? And Jordan thinks that the starvation mode thing is stupid. He's like if you eat very little you will lose weight. Now, it's funny because I was taught this. I was I was actually taught this when I was in the weight loss industry that your body can go into a starvation mode and 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 ho- like start to hold on to food and 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 your metabolism slows down instead of um You know, instead of burning it off. And, and that was why I was so confused over this whole intermittent fasting thing when it first came out. I'm like, isn't your body going to go into starvation mode? But apparently not. Apparently, uh, the experts do say that intermittent fasting is not going to put your body into a starvation mode and, and make you hold on to weight. So, you know. I'm not a scientist, so I guess I was taught wrong way back in the day. That's not shocking. You know, a lot of stuff changes over time as new information is released. Uh but Jenny, Jenny actually thinks that those are people that are just eating way more than they think they are. She's like, one time I measured my creamer, she's like, it was shocking. She's like, I used half a cup of creamer, and she's like, it was she's like, it was 240 calories. She's like, most people don't count their you know, their, their creamer or their, you know, the, the butter that they put on their toast or whatever it is. And, and Jordan said that happens with peanut butter all the time. He's like, you know, the best thing that people can do is for 72 hours, you don't have to do it every single day, but for 72 hours, write down every single thing that you put in your mouth and, and for 24 hours, measure everything. He's like, and you'll, you'll be shocked. He's like, if you do this for 30 days, you'll know it you know, he's like, I understand a lot of people think it's really hard when they first start a plan that you do need to be conscious of your portions. You do need to be conscious of, you know, the quantities. And he's like, but when you've done it for a long time, it or, or even when you do it consistently for, you know, for for a period of time, he's like, you do learn it. And And I think that's like how I like when I counted the grams of fiber and the grams of protein I had the other day when I was kind of like curious how much fiber and protein I was getting in. It was hard at first because I've never really counted my macros before, but for me, portions are really easy because I I did do the weight loss plan that, that I had taught other people to do way back in the day. So I'm really good at kind of eyeballing like the six ounces or the four ounces or the half a cup to a cup of, of, you know, whatever it is that I'm eating. So I think that that's a good tip. I I do think, I, I agree. I think a lot of people are consuming more than they actually think they are, um, And that's why I think like you do weight loss, like Jordan said, weight loss is torture. I mean, it is. And, but that's why like, it's nice when you do get to a a place where you can get into maintenance and you can work out and eat a lot more and maintain because your body to maintain can definitely consume a lot more calories. And then if you're eating, if you're working out on top of that, you know, that's why I think maintenance can be a lot easier as long as you've incorporated good, healthy habits and you're, utilizing those healthy habits the majority of the time kind of like that 80/20 rule. Anyway, that's how I maintain. So, um and then they just kind of started talking about um you know, Jordan just had a baby, so they kind of went off into their their baby talk. But uh now Jenny's next guest. Now Jordan is a great guest. Follow him on Instagram. Now this next guest that she had on was one of the best guests I've heard in a very long time. I recommend all of you follow him on Instagram. It's Dr. Idz, Dr. D-R underscore I-D-Z. He's an MD in the UK, and she ended up finding him on TikTok. Um, Now, so she was all excited to have him on, and I guess he has like a million followers on TikTok, but only, he has like 37,000 or something like that on Instagram. But... um. She's like, you know, I I really agree with a lot of the stuff that, um, you know, you say on TikTok, you know. So what Dr. Idz does on his social media is he debunks medical myths about diet and weight loss. And she was asking him how we kind of got started on it. And he's like, well, I started the pandemic. He's like, you know, I used to have one-on-one clients before the pandemic, but obviously that kind of dried up. Um, and then he goes, somebody recommended TikTok to me. So he's like, I downloaded it. And he saw that there's this huge educational space on there. And so, you know, and it's not just, you know, kids on there. It's he's like, he attracts a crowd that's around, you know, in the demographic of 35 to 40 year olds. And he also has a lot of like 50 plus. And so he's like, I just kind of got on there and started talking about some of this science and as it relates to diet and weight loss. He because it gained a lot of traction. He's like, I just kept with it and it's grown quite a bit. And and Jenny was like, some of these things that you've debunked, you know, and and she she's like, I want to vomit when I see the Liver King and when he teaches to only eat meat and not eat any vegetables. You know, why are there people saying don't eat fruits and vegetables? And you know, Dr. Ids came back and said that you know it comes into our idea of this like you know you know humans back in the day were hunters and gatherers. He goes, but actually he goes, hunting wasn't accessible every single day. He goes, and a lot of our ancestors were very much plant based He said, so that's kind of where that thought process came from um then came the thought that vegetables have these apparently there's this information out there that that some of the vegetables have endocrine disruptors that can affect us and and affect our hormones he goes but he goes what they're talking about are these like individual compounds that might be in a vegetable he said but we're not eating just one compound when we're eating a vegetable we're eating a whole food with many different nutrients and components to it he goes so the logic really isn't there to to back that up And so, so Jenny started, started talking about how she also gets upset about the intuitive dieting, uh, intuitive eating movement. And she's like, these people that are talking about, you know, don't ever worry about your weight and doctors shouldn't care, ask you about your weight and don't listen to doctors if they're telling you to lose weight. You know, that's bullshit, right? Jenny (laughs) gets very angry about this topic. And so the doctor taught, said, Dr. taught said that, you know, the idea of listening to your hunger cues It's really about – he's like, you know, it's about the fact that – he's like, what if you have too much adipose tissue? He said – he's like, he understands this this intuitive movement, you know, trying to listen to your body and listen to your natural hunger cues. But he goes, the the facts are that if you have too much adipose tissue – your body signals are going to be off. Your hunger cues will be off. He's like, you know, take leptin. He's like, that's just one of your hormones that controls hunger signals. He's like, you know, that your own, uh, you know, signals might have gotten you in trouble in the first place. So that's where that logic is, is, can be slightly off. And, And she's like, yeah, she's like, that's what I've been saying. I've been saying for a long time, my body's broken and my hormones are all off. She's like, I need structure. And, you know, she's like, because my body is the type where I always will want more. I will want to, I, my body will tell me to keep eating, keep eating, keep eating. She's like, so if I don't have structure and I'm just listening to what my body's telling me, she's like, I'd be, I'd be 600 pounds. And so... So Dr. Ids talked about, and 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 I've mentioned this before, you know, the fact that we live in this food environment, right? We're we're surrounded by addictive food, addictive commercials. Like you get sucked in, you're craving these things, and the way that they're genetically modifying or 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 making in like this lab these these foods that are chemically designed to make us want more. And so he's like, you know, we live in this food environment where you press a button and you have a five course meal at your door, you know? So that's, he's like, that's where I disagree with this intuitive eating movement. He's like, you know, I, I, he's like, I don't agree that any size is okay. He's like, what I do agree with is that you can improve your health at any body size and that there are different body sizes that in the past that have been judged that, that could be healthy. But really what it's about is, It's about not having excess adipose tissue because having excess adipose tissue is not good for your health. And that's just a fact. And so, so, you know, Jenny's like, yeah, she's like, the message should be that not everyone has to be skinny. Not not everybody is going to be fit into this mold of a skinny body. She's like, that's really what the message should be. She's like, I understand that fat bias does exist but the the message shouldn't be just eat whatever don't worry about your weight whatsoever and and the doctor talked about how this stems from the health space uh, and he's like, you know, this will be this will always be a very heated and emotional discussion. He's like, because you've got on one side of the coin, he's like, you've got these fat phobic gym fanatics that think that fat is unhealthy and get away from me and I don't want you near me and and you're, you're going to live an unhealthy life because you're overweight. And he's like, and then there's this other camp that says, you know, I'm a victim and nobody listens to me and my doctor isn't listening to me. And, and, you know, and, and so he's like, really, we shouldn't go to either extreme. You know, this, this should be a nuanced and balanced discussion and, and people should take a nuanced and balanced viewpoint about it and understand that there are health risks with excess adipose tissue and, and if you're bullying someone and shaming someone about their weight, that you're actually going to be doing the opposite. You're going to be making them worse. And and really what needs to, to happen is there needs to be more education. You shouldn't say, oh, you're fat. You're going to die early. You should try to prom- People should be trying to just promote positive changes. And, and we need to minimize the stigma on weight and just, you know, live healthier lives. And so and And Jenny was like, "Well, what about this idea of um, and some of the controversies surrounding intermittent fasting with women?" And the doctor said that there's a lot of misconceptions that women aren't represented in these trials. Uh, around intermittent fasting and he's like that's not true there's lots of trials with women he goes intermittent and and the results of those studies he goes, he said is that intermittent fasting does have similar effects on women as as it does on men and you know and it's false the people out there that are that are saying that Intermittent fasting is going to cause hormonal imbalance in women is just not true. He goes, it's not going to cause hormonal imbalance. People that are saying that don't even know what hormonal imbalance means. He goes, you know, he goes, what what intermittent fasting is best at is helping control calories. And it also does, has been proven to lower metabolic disease risk. He's like, but, you know, the majority benefit is counting calories or, or cutting calories and controlling calories. And Jenny's like, of course. She's like, that's what it all comes down to, and and so, you know, I think doctor, this doctor kind of backs up a lot of the the beliefs that Jenny has. You know, Jenny does like science, and she, that's why she does usually bring up research studies, and um, and you know, I think in in many respects, Jenny shares a, a similar message in that you know, find as me, like find what works for you, you know eat in moderation, you know, don't restrict yourself, um, and, and get movement in. Right. And, and, you know, Jenny is someone that feels very strongly about this because she's been through her own weight loss journey. She's lost 70 pounds and, and Dr. Id, so I, so I now follow him and one of the first kind of reels he had posted was hilarious. It was this guy that was on TikTok, and the whole thing was like the guy you see him in this video, and he's like, Stop putting oil on bread, look at this, and you see this like this food video of like this person that's putting they're 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 making this like this this um you know how like the toasts are really you know avocado toast and now they're doing all these extravagant toasts so so it was this picture of this person making a toast and they first put like a little smear of cream cheese on there it looked like and then they put like some salmon and then they put um you know some raw salmon and then they put like a little bit of um it looked like caviar on top and and maybe some avocado was on there yeah there was avocado on there and then they drizzled it with some kind of oil And he's, Dr. In's just, you know, and this guy was like going, like, stop doing this. Look at how many calories are on that. It's fat on fat on fat. And, and the doctor was just like, well, I thought that the point of, consuming food was for, was for consuming calories. And actually a lot of the, like the food in this video is very nutrition, nutritious. And so what Dr. Ids does, and he, he does it a lot better than I'm, you know, telling it right now, but he, he then goes into like the actual nutritional facts and the actual breakdown of what's being displayed and how this guy's an idiot. And apparently you know, this guy is someone that his whole TikTok is like, like shaming people for what they're eating and ca- talking about calories and talking about, you know, how people shouldn't eat so poorly and stuff. And he's like, some of this that you're saying is totally false. And all you're doing is shaming people for their caloric, you know, intake. So I love the message. I love the science. He backs it up with research. Super, super, super entertaining. He's also, like I mentioned, very good looking and I don't know, he's, he's young. He's just, and it's, and I just, I love a doctor that's like putting people in their place when they're, um, when they're misrepresenting science and, you know, cause, and, and if you, if I, I mean, I go into like a K-hole, like going, looking at these different videos, um, and there were some other ones. I mean, it, it's so funny because a lot of the people that are posting these clearly have no idea what they're talking about and they're pretending like they're they know the science of what they're saying and then he completely debunks it so really good very entertaining I recommend you follow him and check him out uh anyway so that is the end of the show this was a long one wait Wednesdays go so long it's like an hour and a half show that she does and I mean I obviously cut a lot out of it but um I am going to try to find, I think when I do these in the future, I'm just going to take a couple, like maybe two of the segments that I like. So I'm not going on for over an hour. Um, but anyway, uh, I will have, I think I'm going to do that DST with Jared Fried pretty soon. Um, I am going to try to find that Ozempic uh, section that she did at some point, Jenny Hutt. But um, definitely more good content coming. So I hope all of you have a great week. I hope that um, if you have any topics that you'd like me to discuss, please DM me and uh, follow me on Instagram at the diet obsessed podcast. One of my listeners actually uh, posted a screenshot of my podcast on her Instagram. Uh, another one made it her Instagram story. And I was so grateful. It was such a nice way to share and to support the show. So would love it if you would do that. Um And then uh, please leave a review for this podcast. So wherever you listen to podcasts, if you just scroll down to the bottom, leave some stars, leave a comment, let me know what you think, Uh, good or bad. Feel free to be honest, (laughs) love honesty. Uh, And then until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.